Live from the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, the only local show taking a principled stand on the issues of the day. This is how it happens. It's the natural process of things. The view of the entrenched is predictable, but it's also erroneous. With Sean Seacrease. We have an addiction in this country, not only to government welfare and government handouts, but more fundamentally to other people's money. And Quaid. Again, you're dancing with government. This is the morning meeting. You cannot continue to advocate for status quo when status quo has run the ship aground. On Talk Radio 930, WTAD. Welcome to the Monday edition of the morning meeting. Oh, oh these work. Okay, yeah, that's gonna, uh, uh, turn it turn it this way. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sean is uh, technically challenged this morning. Oh, I'm more challenged than you could imagine. Well, uh, happy to be here to help you out then. Sometimes uh, where we're at. Sometimes we need a helping hand and uh, or a mouth or or an idea. So I'm here to help uh, with that this morning. By the way, uh, thanks to everybody who uh, came out and partook of the uh, Patriot Expo. Yeah, how'd that go down? Uh, I, you know, here's what I really enjoyed: the ballroom mm-hmm. at uh, Town of Country is really nice. I, I thought. Oh yeah. I thought it was, it was, it was much more cozy. It was much more inviting. Uh, I know. I know it's a smaller place. Then last year was Oakley Lindsay Center, mm-hmm. and there just there seemed to be separation between the speakers and the audience in that in that venue. Um, and I thought it it, it was it, it, there was a togetherness at uh, the ballroom there that you didn't have at the uh, Oakley Lindsay Center last it's an year. Intimate venue, yeah. It was, uh, and I think I didn't I didn't get there in time to hear uh, Bruce Clark's speech, uh, but he did approached me after the fact and and uh thanked me for for you interviewing him on the show and we we talked for a little while uh after the fact that and poor guy that's all he's got to look forward to is coming on the show <laughs> look he's he's doing the hard work <laughs> he uh, is. down there in uh, jefferson county bruce clark was the uh, gentleman who talked about the intersection of faith mm-hmm. and citizenship and, mm-hmm. and we, the show when we had him on go back and grab it out of the archives i believe it was last tuesday it's an amazing topic, and we barely scratched the surface on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was very nice. Uh, I I heard most of uh, Anthony Anderson and uh, Vicky Deppi's Convention of the States, mm-hmm. uh, and I would say that they had a whole program kind of thing put together for it uh, that was very engaging and took uh, took lots of questions uh, from the audience. Like I said, it was there was a lot more give and take. I noticed this time. As compared uh, to to last year, and the people, not just uh, you know who were performing, but uh, or speaking, but also from the people in the audience, there was a lot more involvement as far as that goes. And Ben Yount is Ben Yount. I was going to say of the speakers uh, at the Patriot Expo over the weekend, he's the only one that will have to stand in front of us as we pillory him for his performance this week, <laughs> and, th- and that'll be tomorrow, of course. I, I, ben, because he does this professionally. He's a lot more animated mm-hmm. when he speaks, and and uh, there was a one point in time he kind of said, "Is there anybody here who's 
who's a retired teacher or, you know, state worker or they, he goes, okay. And one guy kind of sheepishly raised his hand, but it's like, look, you're going to have to deal with the fact that I'm going to be making fun of you for the next 10 to 15 minutes. And then when, <laughs> so that, that there's a, uh, there's just, there's a on air personality type of uh, element that uh, Ben brings to it and nothing against Bruce or, or Anthony or, or even Gregory. Uh, but, uh, Ben's just more engaging that way. And uh, at one point in time, he came down off the stage and was, you know, out amongst the people. I had the lapel mic on him, so he was free to roam. Sure. You know, so he did. Sure. I, I grew up in a in, in a Catholic church where one of the foundational uh, uh, priests in my life was was that sort of speaker, where he would take the, e- either the, the lapel mic uh, that would be on his robes or the handheld and walk the aisles while he was doing mm-hmm. that, it, it it always felt different because oh sure nobody else had really done that before. In, in in my point of view, from my experience, and it feels different when that happens. It's a non traditional approach, yes. especially yes. in church. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you grow up with somebody who's delivering the message, it's up up in front of everybody from the pulpit, yeah, right, not down amongst the people. But yeah. you know, hey, if 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 you can change people's perspectives, get them out of their comfort zone. That I, Again, clergy will tell you, and, and perhaps Bruce, that's what it's all about. Uh, I was given lots of pocket constitutions mm-hmm. to bring back uh, to the station here and hand out to everybody, and I said I would bring one and leave it in the studio uh, so that it could be handy if Mary ever needed it. So that <laughs> I... So I... I so I've, I've got... Uh, I've got... I'm going to leave this right here, Mayor, if you want it. I'm supposed to leave it in the studio. If you take it with you, that will that's fine. I've got others. Please take the Second Amendment out of this and then give it. <laughs> we say you've got your constitutional Please carry right there. That's all you need. Take Illinois, this. be damned. <laughs> I don't need it. That's my Foyd card. I'm teasing. Okay, <laughs> Mary's Mary's just teasing. All right. Uh, so that's right here. In fact, I'll leave it at Mary's workstation, <laughs> so it's handy uh, for her. And uh, are the sharpies out of here so that she doesn't? Mark that part out so that she doesn't try to redact the Second Amendment from the constant. Are you kidding me? This is within the realm of possibilities. So uh, it was it was fun. Uh, Lots of people came back and uh, uh, thanked the show for being the show. And uh, we got a nice uh, big. I'm glad they used a picture from a few years ago. (laughs) Well, it's enough that that we, we it was recognizable. So oh, that, absolutely. You know, uh, so you were missed, and uh, Ben Ben specifically uh, said that you were missed. So, but it was it was all good. Well, good. He must have gotten the twenty that I sent him. <laughs> uh, no, I was, at, I was at a wedding. We we had the road game Friday night in Galesburg, then uh, a wedding for uh, a, a young couple that I'm very close to. And then uh, sort of a, a, an all day, this, this isn't the way that it was intended. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl turned 50 yesterday. The girl and so 50. there we have a, well, I have a party planned coming up. And yesterday wasn't it because of the wedding. It was her son sure. that got married. And, you know, you didn't want to kind of horn that all into one weekend. But it ended up turning into sort of a rolling party yesterday, despite my best efforts to not let it become so. So it was... As I said yesterday, I'm, I'm glad I have to do the show tomorrow because I'll get some rest. <laughs> yeah, after you, this you weekend, you texted me late I, last oh. night and said you're going to have to do some heavy lifting tomorrow because I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not going to quote it, it now, but it, it's it's not that I don't feel well or anything like that. I was just so detached with everything else going on this weekend. I literally didn't hear about the bombings 
until like eight thirty last night. Yeah, I mean, you're just you're you're you're, you're doing those other things, and and they're they're so uh, all consuming when you're when you're that involved mm-hmm. in something that mm-hmm. uh, you don't. I felt like I felt like I, I hadn't really paid attention since we did the show sure. on Friday. I, I totally, I, t- I totally understand, and we'll get to uh, the the bombings, the attempted bombings. We'll get to the the stabbings. We'll we'll get all uh, get into that, and we can get into it more uh, with Jim Hoft, the Gateway Pundit, coming up in about uh, twenty minutes or so on the morning meeting. One thing I did specifically want to mention that you missed by not being at the Patriot Expo, mm-hmm. and that is Ben Yount's better half. I spent more time talking with Ben's wife. Really? Than talking with Ben. He has never introduced me to her. All the she, time I've spent with Ben, I've never is, met the missus. She is quite engaging. and uh, well, You'd have to be to live your life with Ben. Yeah. <laughs> ben even joked. He said, look, anytime I introduce her to somebody, they end up, they end up liking her better than me. So I have to be careful. Uh-huh. You know? so, but she uh, works in this industry. So we had... More than plenty. Oh, did you uh, want enough yeah. to talk about? And and I told her, I said, I, I feel bad right now ignoring Ben. I said, if Sean were here, he could hang out with me. I said, the two of us could hang out more together. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed uh, Ben's wife. So if you get a chance, uh, you're around the ounce. Don't don't just assume that Ben's wife's along for the ride. She's maybe we should book her on the show. <laughs> that, that I wouldn't say that that's totally Ben's forte. <laughs> Yes, but other parts of media are her forte. And did you take Ben the, the the growlers that he had requested? No, I did. I did not. Did somebody? Uh, I'm unaware if Ben was gifted with growlers, but he he came out all right. Or I, as he calls them, single servings. I did. I did see the the heavy hors d'oeuvres as they were called. Okay, what get were they? Over. Now, now you now you have to sate my curiosity. They were like little sandwiches. Okay, uh, like that's what on, I would have on like rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some other stuff under uh, some heated things, mm-hmm. and I didn't open that up to, to take a look, but I'm going to guess some type of small pasta or something like that. I would have hoped for bacon. Um, that's just there was cake. I think somebody called it Texas cake or something like that. Texas sheet cake. Somebody, somebody uh, brought me a, a piece of that. In fact, somebody from here in the building who made it down 50-some blocks from here who lives in the building. Oh, okay. Made it down. You were fifth. looking at producer Josh. No, was Josh like, wasn't there. We we were together. And Josh Friday didn't give me cake either. Well, I was, was going to say J- Josh and I were together Friday night, and, and he didn't. You didn't mention that you were going to the Patriot Expo, so that's why Quake started looking at you. Right, right. Well, I so. want to make sure that I, I got it right because there was a, a a lady who happens to live in the building who made it all the way out there, and somebody a- asked if she was my mom. And <laughs> That was kind of funny, but the next thing you know, she's getting me a piece of sheet cake, and I thought, "Wait, well, you get confused for my mom, and now you got to treat me like your kid and get right. me cake? <laughs> Come on!" So uh, it was no, it was a good time, and, and I think the the people who attended learned a lot. Uh, I, I I especially about the convention of the states that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Anthony Anderson and Vicky Deppie and 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 Gregory Thomas, <laughs> uh, their whole presentation. So uh, if you missed the Patriot Expo, I know that there's some people who even had tickets who didn't make it, but don't, if you plan to, do go, because there are going to be more Is there of a video? Where, uh, where, there was video shot, video yes. Spe- okay, so it's, it's possible, and, and we can look into this and, and hopefully uh, let you know tomorrow, but it, it's possible that that may be viewable mm-hmm. It's somewhere then. Uh, you'd have, I, I would get in contact with the Quincy Tea Party about that, but they were shooting video, yes, the whole time. 
That's awesome. And that made it. And Ben even apologized at one point in time for moving so much, <laughs> because, like I said, he got mobile, came down off the stage, and was wandering sure. amongst, amongst the crowd. Because uh, he was, you know, a- after he spoke, he took questions, and and uh, and he's he well, shared the way before. he told it on the show was that he only wanted to speak for about three minutes and then just take questions. No, that's time. not what happened. I mean, he sp- he spoke for maybe twenty five, thirty minutes, and then took questions for probably another. He, he's an engaging guy. Plus. Oh, yeah. there's a reason we have him on the show. Uh, but uh, he's he's very good at, at both of those things. Well, good. I'm glad that it came off without a hitch, and it sounded like it was an amazing event. Again, sorry that uh, the, the scheduling was just such that... Uh, uh, sure, and I, and I explained. I couldn't be there. I explained to him, and he was concerned that you would actually have a larger role in the, in the wedding than than you had. And I went, oh, no, 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 no. Sean's, Sean's not part I was, of the ceremony. Yes, I was merely there as eye candy. I was there. <laughs> it, it was mandatory that I go. Okay, all right. I, I thought I, I gave you credit for having a larger responsibility than just looking good. By the way, I noticed the photographer was wearing a tux, which is highly unusual. <laughs> he asked me how he looked because he was wearing a black and white vertical striped shirt. I said, "Where are the other three members of your barbershop quartet?" And he didn't understand it. And then I made him look it up, and then he not funny. But he did an excellent job. Good. Good. I just uh, keeping him happy. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting that I mm-hmm. saw the photographers wearing a tux. It went down. It went down like that. Yes, that's <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, coming up, and we'll talk about the uh, scare over the weekend. Sure. It's more than that. How is it being received, and how is this incident being reported? All of those things key coming up on the morning meeting. Giving conservatives a voice in the tri-states. I mean, this stuff moves people. It's the morning meeting on Talk Radio 930 WTAD. WTAD. Morning meeting on Talk Radio 930 WTAD. Quaid, Sean Seacrease recovering from a weekend. What? I said check the box. I'm here. Check the box. Sean has his hand raised. He's present. Uh, Over the weekend, we had uh, bombings in the Chelsea section of Manhattan. Uh, There were, uh, and these were the crockpot bomb. Pressure Slow cooker, cooker pressure cooker yeah. bomb that went off uh, very much like what happened in Boston uh, during the marathon. Uh, very much in the same vein. One did not detonate uh, several blocks away, luckily. And then uh, the New York police gather up a van full of people. They get directed towards New Jersey. Uh, specific name they were pointed in the direction of Ahmad Khan Rahami who is a naturalized U.S. citizen born in Afghanistan. Uh, In front of me, I have a New York Daily News story that uh, they are still on the lookout for Rahami. I don't, I mean, this was as of the show was starting. Yeah, the manhunts uh, uh, banner was essentially still up as we were coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, NYPD thinks Rahami's tied to the bombings in Chelsea, or the bombing in Chelsea, uh, Saturday night, 29 people hurt 
in that uh, bombing. Again, a second device did not explode uh, several blocks away. Uh, New Jersey police found a duffel bag or, or a backpack, again, with some IEDs. These were like pipe bombs. Uh, they believe that the two are related, and they're looking for Rahami, who was living in uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey, I think is where they said mm-hmm. uh, that they went and detonated those uh, earlier, I think it was this morning, and uh, some of the they, they've got some quotes actually in the New York Daily News story uh, that's about Rahami and uh, say that uh, he's uh, kind of odd. The quote: "He would never talk to you. He would just he worked at a uh, uh, fried chicken restaurant. He would just take your order. Wouldn't engage uh, with anybody." Uh, the p- people said, "I don't I don't know why." This is a quote. I don't know why, but I got a sense that he hated America. There was just that weird thing about him. Never saw him with friends. He was always very serious. No girlfriend, no nothing. Uh, and then another one said, if, you ask, if you'd if you asked me a week ago, I'd have just said he's an a-hole. It's a quote-unquote. All right? Uh, another person said you could tell nothing uh, was going this guy's way. So they're still on the lookout for him this morning. They think the two incidents are tied. They th- they're not saying that he specifically is uh, but they think... Uh, that he's involved in some way, shape, or form. Uh, weird coincidence or or targeted plot. You you mentioned Boston, and that's immediately where my mind ran to for for many different reasons. You have the pressure cooker style mm-hmm. uh, devices that were used. You have the targeting of a race. They, they be- believe that over the weekend, the first domino in this was uh, the targeted race that was it, it, it was a charity event put on by the, the Marine Corps, I believe. Uh, I, I didn't see that. What, what I saw was that the particular area that this was set off apparently is an area where the the LGBT community mm-hmm. gathers. In Chelsea, and they, yeah. they, 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 people trying to speculate that that it was meant for that because of the time of day that the the one went off. Uh, as opposed to if there was a run earlier in the day. Yeah, that's where they had found the first one. It was a charity 5K, and I believe that that the Marine Corps was tied to that, either with sponsorship or they Mm -hmm. were getting some of the proceeds or or, or so forth there. Uh, Just odd to me. Now, you're obviously looking there for concentration of people, but Mm -hmm. you had the the marathon and, and then the race. I boy, that that it's you're you're. I could see, and in, in, in this is, uh, well, you're just trying to break it down. You've got a concentration of people. You have a lot of physically and mentally exhausted people after that, and, and maybe that have their guard down. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. It just seems too coincidental to me that, that you have races, mm-hmm. specifically but more closer to finish lines targeted in and, this situation. And maybe, you know, once Rahami is is found and they get a chance to talk with him, maybe more of the, the pieces will fall uh, into place. Or And they were going through his, his residence earlier today, and maybe they were able to find some more uh, things to tie everything uh, together there. One of the things that I found fascinating, though, is how politicians in New York are kind of pretzeling themselves up over how to describe this, define this. We, we live in an age, uh, a politically correct age, where there are words that people are afraid to use. They, they don't want to label things certain ways. And one of the words that people are afraid to use is terrorism or 
Well, that's this administration doesn't well, uh, want that word used. De Blasio, the mayor, ha- has uh, gone out of his way to to not refer to it mm-hmm. uh, as that. The governor of New York has kind of been back and forth. It's it is. It's not. There's there's some international involvement. There's not. I mean, he's kind of well. Been he came over this morning and, and made the rounds on a couple of talk shows, saying mm-hmm. that he believes we'll find out ultimately that this was the. Uh, what was his quote here? That we are that, that this was influenced by foreign sources. Was the quote from Governor Cuomo influenced, influenced by, by foreign, foreign that's sources? That's a far cry from saying state-sponsored terrorism. Yeah, but influenced by foreign sources. I th- I think on on the shorthand version of that, all that tells you is that there is a belief right now that this isn't sort of homegrown extremism or terrorism. That this was ultimately a, a, a plot that was hatched or, or influenced by foreign sources, but once you root, once you sort of accept the fact that what that singular headline gives you, mm. and where we don't know whether or not this is going to be the case when it plays out, is that okay? We've removed sort of the homegrown angle from the plot. Now there's still an entire world of, of investigation, possibility, and everything else that has to happen. Well, what that implies then is, is you're talking about uh, online radicalization. Mm-hmm. Online, because again, I don't know the 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 travelings or the travel schedule of Ahmad Khan Rahami. Oh, I guess he has been captured. Well, hang on, let me let me check this out. Uh, okay, no, that's just popped up. Updating right me, now. Let me go to uh, another news source. See if I can't get a second to confirm. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Now, this just says armed and dangerous, so this actually apparently quite breaking uh, right now if this is indeed the case. So, no, the Fox News uh, page still says manhunt, uh, man wanted, but I saw another one that said captured. All right, well, this uh, obviously ongoing Mm -hmm. uh, as the show. Developing uh, as we speak. Yeah, so the situation is evolving. Uh, as we're talking to you this morning, another thing that happened over the weekend, stabbing at a mall in uh, Minnesota, St. Cloud, which is what, just north of Minneapolis, St. Paul? Yes. Um, yes. Uh, still, I don't know if it's considered, me- it's, it's enough north that it's not considered part of the metro uh, area, uh, but people, you know, travel, it's not that far. I don't, I don't think it's as far away as Quincy is compared to St. Louis, is it? I asked Chunk because he oh, worked. Oh no, in, no, it's not he that worked far. In no, Minnesota. if you if you if you considered the 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 Twin Cities sort of St. Louis, but you would be in Canada by the time you got to Quincy, so to speak, <laughs> if you were driving <laughs> driving that far north. Okay, um, so uh, nine people uh, stabbed. Nobody died, but uh, several uh, hospitalized. Uh, the guy Dahir Adan, uh, Somali, uh, and there is a big Somali contingency in the. Twin Cities area, I believe on the St. Paul side. We've talked with Eric Stackelbeck about Mm -hmm. that uh, Somali enclave uh, in the St. Paul area. Uh, Of course, uh, we had Pete Hegseth on, and he mentioned it when when we had him on uh, as well. Uh, One of the things that I hadn't heard initially about the the establishment is that he had a a security officer's uh, uniform on as he was going through, and very, you know, first-person accounts just very calmly, but purposely walking up and just pff, stabbing people, harming people, and moving on, you know, not staying to stand to see the results of his actions, just keep moving through a crowd, finding people. And But there was enough of a panic that uh, some of the stores were pulling their gates down and, and stuff like that, Oof. you know, to, to, you know, to keep 
certain people out, even though I, I believe one of the stores that had pulled its gates down ended up helping one of the guys who had, had been stabbed. So this on a lot of people's minds today. And uh, watch how the media and politicians dance between the reality and their words. We, we, we talked about it earlier. You find a way to say something that doesn't necessarily mean what we all think it means, but it gets close enough where we'll accept it. This is the game that's going on. You had CNN over the weekend edit out Hillary calling it a bombing. And then yeah. the you know, reporter asking her, what do you think of Donald Trump calling this a bombing? You know, Even after Hillary had just said it, CNN edited that part of it out. So the question didn't sound silly, even though it sounded kind of silly anyway. So just be aware uh, and... You up to speed. I'm going to go look and see if we can't get some more about the breaking news part of this and keep updating. And we'll see what Jim Hoff, the yes. Gateway Pundit, knows as well. We'll talk with him coming up next on The Morning Meeting. Where we go, others will follow. That's who we are. Even if it's not the best idea. The Morning Meeting on Talk Radio 930 WTAD. This is Dennis Miller, and you're listening to The Morning Meeting here on Talk Radio 930 WTAD. It's the morning meeting on Talk Radio 930 WTAD. Quaid, Sean Seacrease, we're efforting to uh, get a hold of the Gateway Pundit, Jim Hoft, who is uh, updating uh, things. We were talking about uh, the ongoing situation uh, with Ahmad Khan Rahami, uh, looking for multiple sources mm-hmm. about uh, the capture. And uh, Jim Hoft has a story up that uh, Rahami is in custody after a shootout. Uh, with police. So uh, Jim probably still, you know, doing his job right now of gathering information and, and making sure that uh, people have it available for. So we understand uh, if he's working right now, because this post just went up, I believe, while we were in break, Sean. Yeah, it did. So he is obviously uh, close to those sources and figuring out what's going on. In fact, producer Josh has given us the the uh, hold on just a moment here as, as he and Jim sure. continue uh, to, to try and get this worked out. But um, we now do have multiple sources confirming that he is in custody. And you don't have a shootout with somebody unless, you know, you don't want to be taken in. You know, that that if if you just want to be found for questioning and you've got, you know, you just like what? Uh, you know, I was born in Afghanistan. I'm a naturalized U.S. citizen. What do you want to know? You don't shoot it out. Right. That that doesn't necessitate a shootout. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, if you if CBS New York, the uh, CBS local uh, website for the uh, news station. Uh, there has the uh, story up, and and I believe that's what Jim's referencing. Uh, Rahami uh, now in custody uh, from the, uh, is it the New York police who have him, or is it New Jersey? Let me see. It's pretty far down. While you do that, the interesting thing to me, because in this era, we sort of instantly break down everything like it's it's not enough for us to just tell you what happened we then have to start breaking it down which mm-hmm. is is good because that's what what we do here but it, just as this is is getting started and we and by that i mean the investigation the information uh authorities looking into it i already wonder how this is going to be couched you brought up 
the grammar of the situation mm-hmm. in the previous segment. But how is this going to be couched? Is it going to be an attack on America? Is it going to be an attack on Americans? Is it going to be a lone wolf? Is it going to be part of a terrorist network? Was this terrorism? It sounds like we've got Jim here just about to join us on the show. And so I, I want to pose a couple of, of questions to him as we get this start. Will this be because of where those bombs were set off? Uh, is, is it an attack on a certain uh, a, a group mm-hmm. within our culture? So this will all be very interesting. I think it's New Jersey. Jim Hoff joining us this morning on The Morning Meeting. Jim, uh, you're uh, on top of this situation in, in the moment. Is it is it New Jersey police who have captured Ahmad Khan Rahami, or is it was that in New York? Uh, it was in New Jersey, and uh, this is breaking as we're speaking this mm-hmm. morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Um, someone uh, has already posted a photo of this guy, um, and it looks like he's alive, mm-hmm. and he's definitely cuffed and captured, and he's on the streets, so they... Looks like they found this uh, 28-year-old Afghan refugee who uh, set off these bombs this weekend. Uh, but this is, again, breaking as we speak. Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, with us this morning on the morning meeting. Jim, Quaid and I have been wondering how this is going to be viewed in the liberal-leaning media. Will, will this be a terrorist attack when all is said and done? Will this be one man acted alone? Did he target America, Americans? Did he target, uh, is he anti-gay because one of the bombs was set up in Chelsea? I mean, how, it's interesting and, and ultimately sad that, that this is how we know this is going to go down, that we're starting to sort of parse this already. But I think this is going to be interesting as this all unwinds. And, and we are we are not even in, in box one of the beginning of figuring this out. They, as you said, just literally captured this gentleman uh, moments ago. So the authorities uh, very, very early in their investigation into this. But I, I think it's fair to wonder, Jim, how this is going to be handled and, and how it's going to be uh, spoken about and, and framed. Well, you know... Um... It seems like everybody wants to comment on it. Uh, Hillary, of course, made that uh, comment the other night when she was on her plane flying back to New York City from uh, uh, an event she did in Washington, D.C., and she looked, uh, you know, half asleep and drugged up um, when she gave her uh, her little uh, two cents on the, uh, uh, the, the bombings. And that was about at 10 o'clock at night. So, you know, she looked horrible. Trump, of course, immediately called it a bombing, and he was attacked. Um, but, um, uh, you know, he was right, of course. And, uh, and then uh, we're seeing the media playing games with uh, Hillary's words. We saw Obama finally come out two days later and make a statement this morning. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think everybody at this point, because of the election coming up, is putting in their two cents. But... Um, uh, you, you know, I, I guess we'll see how this plays out. I think it only helps Donald Trump. I don't think people, I don't think Americans are very appreciative of the Obama administration's handling of terrorism or anything, really. Knowing that this will help Donald Trump, uh, are you going to be on the lookout for how, if this gets suppressed now that they've got him, and I say him meaning uh, Rahami, uh, will they just kind of say, okay, we've, we've caught this guy, nothing to see, now move on to something else. Let's go back to talking about where uh, President Obama was born. <laughs> um, 
Right. I mean, this morning I thought I heard that there might be more people involved uh, with this uh, Rahami, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not. I'm not really sure at this point, and uh, uh, so so I think this story isn't over yet. But uh, I, I, again, the the fact that we had uh, these incidents happen and uh, that the uh, New York uh, police were on alert last week, uh, you, you know, I I just think. Uh, I don't think this helps Obama. I don't think it helps Hillary Clinton at all. Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, with us this morning on Jim, the morning meeting. Jim, do you think meeting. that uh, Mayor de Blasio wouldn't call this terrorism because nobody died? Did, did, did somebody have to lose their life for the mayor to, to use that word in this situation? Or do you think he wouldn't have even used it then? You know, how ridiculous was the reaction this weekend? So now um, de Blasio was calling it an intentional act. Of course it was an intentional act. I mean, that's just so ridiculous, isn't it? So that's what he came down to. He wouldn't call it terrorism. He called it uh, an intentional act when this bomb went off and 29 people were injured. Um, and then we had another, uh, I, I put up this post yesterday, this other leftist, uh, Richard Fowler, he's a radio show host on the left, and he's saying that we shouldn't use the word terror anymore because Islam, people of Islam may be offended. I mean, this is the nuttiness that's going on in America today. And I think, uh, I think there's a majority of Americans who think that it's ridiculous what's happening and what's going on in our country, and I think people are getting tired of it. Yeah, when you deny reality, Jim, uh, you kind of wrap yourselves in the, in the, in the, in the clothing of weakness. If you, if you say, I can't use uh, this word or that word because somebody might be offended by it, uh, you you come across as very uh, weak. So the, the the more denial that the politicians and, and and media too, the more the more in denial they they are about. It. I think the more it helps Trump in the long run because the people out there, the voters, they they see, they know. Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, I mean, even even a lot of liberals are getting tired of it. I think. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, today in America, we have uh, we have the Democrats and we have the media, and they're they're really just one group today. They're just one one party, and uh, they're in their little bubble, and so they think that uh, you know everybody's with them. But uh, I think they're in for a rude awakening in a few weeks uh, on November eighth. Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, with us this morning on the morning meeting. Jim, one thing I'm tired of is the constant uh, accusation that belittles any choice besides Hillary Clinton in the upcoming general election. Uh, Now we have the president speaking out at the uh, event in New York last night that said it would be sexism that leads people to back Trump over Hillary. So essentially, if you the the supplementation is there that if you don't back Hillary, it doesn't come down to policy or politics or vision. It comes down to sexism. I'm tired of this constant stream that has nothing to do with issues, talking about uh, your vote as either a failure or a success based on something that doesn't have to do with policy or standing. Uh, yeah, that was it was pretty shocking, some of the words we're hearing from the left. It's hard to believe that enough people in America vote for these people to put them in office because it really is crazy what the heck they're saying. And uh, Obama, he also lashed out at Fox News, Rush Limbaugh, and the blogs um, because Hillary's tanking in the polls, not having any understanding, you know, any understanding at all of how the American people are feeling today. 
and how frustrated they feel with this administration. And Hillary can't uh, be personally personally responsible for her own. No, tanking that at would all. crumble the the uh, scene that they're trying to paint. <laughs> the uh, the the quote from Obama that that really kind of galled me. He said, "Quote: We as a society are still trying to grapple with what it means to see a powerful woman, and it still troubles us in a lot of ways." No, it doesn't. What reality are you living in? We, this is about right. this is about a lack of vision, a lack of of the trustworthiness. Uh, this is about a track record that has been anti-sanity, to say the least, with Hillary in the public eye. This has so many more things going for it than talking of trying to scare America and, and tell them that, that we're all just pouting children because we don't know how to handle powerful women. That's the that's the furthest thing from the truth, Jim. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and how outrageous um, for, for them to say this. It's, it's never their policy. It's never their positions. It's always, uh, you know, who, you know, the Americans who are at fault if they don't understand uh, either Obamacare or uh, Obama dealing with ISIL. He still says ISIL. He's the only one on the planet who says ISIL. <laughs> uh, or Hillary being unpopular. They just don't. They don't understand that. Uh, you know, um, Americans don't like it. They're not buying what they're selling. Well, it's, so uh, it's... instead they lash out at, uh, at the American voter. Apparently, it always is our fault. We're always the ones uh, to blame and who are dangerous. Jim, you have a story that you put up earlier this morning that uh, the police chief in St. Cloud, Minnesota, it, it warns the public, not not of uh, another you know attack from a Somali from an enclave that doesn't want to assimilate, but from reprisals on Somalis in the Twin City area. Again, we're, we would be the problem. Were there attacks on Somalis uh, before? Or is it is it Somali season in Minnesota? I don't think so. Has anybody heard about anything like that? I am I are we just missing that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 again, it's just shocking. I'm I'm still wondering how this guy became uh, police chief up there in uh, in St. Cloud. Uh, but uh, how ridiculous and how how offensive these people are mm. to uh, say stuff like that and. Uh, you know, blaming the community for something that hasn't happened, and then, uh, you know, completely ignoring the situation they have there in Minnesota with all the tens of thousands of Somalis that they brought into mm-hmm. their state, this beautiful state, um, and now they're having terrorist attacks. They're having people going to uh, join ISIS. They have people going to join al-Shabaab in uh, Somalia. And uh, these are the kind of problems they have because they brought in so many of these uh, Islamists into their community. It'll be interesting to see what we find out uh, now that Rahami has been uh, attacked. Sean was uh, questioning earlier what were his travel uh, situations. Had he, had he been overseas to be radicalized or was he radicalized online? Uh, th- these will be things that will be interesting to, to find out about now that he's been captured and alive. Right, and uh, there's a video now of this guy uh, being a, uh, uh, strapped on a, uh, a gurney. He's still alive and cuffed, and uh, it looks like they're taking him away. So we'll, we'll probably hear more about this, uh, but it's breaking as we're speaking. Mm-hmm. Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, you can see that uh, and follow along, of course, too, at thegatewaypundit.com. Jim, it should be interesting to watch as this unfolds over not only the next hour, but days and weeks uh, as well. Thanks for taking the time and joining us here on The Morning Meeting.
All right, guys. Have a good week. Jim Hoff, The Gateway Pundit. Check him out, thegatewaypundit.com. We'll wrap it up next on The Morning Meeting. Giving conservatives a voice in the tri-states. I mean, this stuff moves people. It's The Morning Meeting on Talk Radio 930 WTAD. WTAD. It's the morning meeting on Talk Radio 930 WTAD. Last couple of minutes of the uh, Monday edition of the show. Uh, just getting you ready for uh, tomorrow's guest, Ben Yount, going to be joining us in, in his usual I hope Tuesday he isn't spent slot. from the weekend. Oh, I, don't, I don't think he'll be spent uh, from the weekend. Uh, this morning, Governor Rauner's office announced that the governor eliminated a state transportation department position that the governor contends was central to the patronage hiring scandal. Going back more than a decade, they abolished the staff assistant positions at the uh, Illinois Department of Transportation as a move to, quote, and this is a press release from the governor, quote, regain the trust of Illinois taxpayers. Um, I, I want to say that there were other positions that they had previously removed. Is this mm-hmm. the last of them from that particular area? I, was, that, I that's why so. this is news. Yeah, is that I, that... I believe that that's the case. The, the state inspector general, remember, found that those politically connected hires should have been based on merit, Rather than <laughs> as, yeah, really, rather than as patronage. Uh, but this went on under both Governor Blagojevich and Governor Quinn, excuse me, and uh, Governor Rauner has been trying to to shut that down. So we'll we'll see kind of where this goes. If this is the gain the trust of the people back move, uh, uh, maybe you're getting started. This this can't be the end game. This would be the equivalent of putting on your socks and declaring you've won the baseball game. No, you're still in the <laughs> locker room. You're not even fully dressed yet, and the game hasn't been played. But you have socks on. Yes, you, you do have so You are now 1% more ready to take on the situation than you were before. Speaking of taking on situations, uh, this is a, a kind of an embarrassing boo-boo for the federal government. They have mistakenly granted citizenship to about 1,000 illegal immigrants mm. who had deportation orders already pending on them. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the, uh, who's paperwork. responsible for that? Yes, bureaucrats. <laughs> wait a minute. That stack wasn't supposed to go there. Uh-oh. Oh, that's no, that's just kind of happens sometimes. Nobody's actually at fault or responsible. That was just a Nobody clerical. Nobody held accountable. Right. That's that. just a clerical snafu. Sorry. Hey, you only got so much time when you work 37 and a half hours for a full week, you know. <laughs> Tough to Ew. get to it. That's going to do it for us. More morning meeting tomorrow. Join us again tomorrow for the best talk in the tri-states. The Morning Meeting on Talk Radio 930 WTAD.